Welcome to this audio presentation from St. Charles River Church. Today we have a message that we believe is full of practical and relevant behavioral teaching from God's Word, the Bible. We'd like to invite you to grab a piece of paper and a pen. Take notes as you go through this looking for a personal application from God to you. Sit back and enjoy as we begin this message. I do want to open up our service this morning, our teaching time with prayer. Uh, there's so much going on in the world today. Tragedy in Minneapolis, as all of you know, this week. And it's so relevant. This is, this is where the state of the world is today. It's in such turmoil. And there's such tragedy. Things that we can look at a video and say that ought to never happen. Not just in America, but those things ought to never happen. Can I just, I'm going to share a little bit about that in my message, but I just want to pray for the city of Minneapolis, the leadership there, the community there, uh, uh, George Floyd's family as well. We want to pray for them and the officers of uh, the, the, um, the families of the officers that are impacted as well. We want to just lift everyone up in that situation because it's just uh, terribly tragic and wretched. I don't know of uh, more words to add to that other than we just want to pray. As I said uh, two weeks ago, when we don't know what to do, Lord, our eyes are upon you. So let's just go to the Lord and pray for the people of Minneapolis today. Father, I ask you in the name of Jesus, as we come into this teaching time, that you will bring peace to the people to the hearts, the, the hearts that are broken in Minneapolis, the leaders' hearts that are broken over what's going on as well. I ask for those families, God, that are tragically impacted on either side of this issue. I ask, God, that you would so make yourself known to them and that your love would transcend this wretched, horrible situation that is transpiring even before our very eyes now. And God, we simply say in all of the wisdom of man, man never gets it right. Man just never gets it right. But in you, Father, it can be made right. And it will be righteous, God, when you do it well. So I ask that you give uh, wisdom above the, the normal to the leaders of the people uh, of Minneapolis and the leaders of Minneapolis and the, and the governor of that state and our national leaders as well. God, we must see change in the hearts of America today. I ask for the miracle for Minneapolis. I ask for the miracle across our land. Your word says, if my people, which are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and turn from their wicked ways. Then will I forgive their sin. I will heal their land. And that you have promised you would hear our prayers, God. I ask in the name of Jesus that you would do this today. In the name of Jesus, send a miracle across our land. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Hey, thank you. Uh, we are just heartbroken for what is going on there, and uh, and there's just no right words to say. So let's just continue to keep our eyes upon the Lord and pray for the people of Minneapolis 
and other cities, frankly, across our land as well. You know, guys, I got to tell you the, the the whole idea that man's wisdom somehow can you know can can satisfy these things or can fix these things. Can I just be really transparent with you and tell you that there are just things that are just out of a man's wisdom, and it takes God's wisdom. It takes a godly wisdom to be spoken into scenarios across our country. We have the COVID situation, the COVID-19. It takes, it takes godly wisdom, and I hope that you're praying for our national leaders, our state leaders, our local leaders. Wherever you are watching this, I hope you're praying for your leaders. I hope you're praying for your school district leaders. Wherever you're at, because I'm going to tell you, I read something uh, this, this week, and it was the truth. In fact, my wife shared it with me. Here, here's the truth. When schools open, if they open normally, people are going to be mad. If the schools open with restrictions, people are going to be mad. If the church is open with it, just normally, people are going to be mad. If the church is open with all kinds of restrictions, people are going to be mad. If the stores and the malls and the pools open and they have just open normally to normal practice, people are going to be upset. And if they open with all kinds of restrictions, you got people mad. So this is what we need to be doing, understanding something about that whole thing. We need to understand that it takes a godly wisdom. And by the way, man just can't get it right without God. I, I, I just want to speak quickly to that situation. But first, I want to get into God's word and I want to just take this to the Lord. And then I want to address kind of both of those scenarios that I've prayed about this morning or mentioned to you this morning. I want you to, to turn in your Bibles if you have them at home or go on your computer and just turn to Proverbs chapter three. And uh, the whole Proverbs chapter 3, I'm not going to take the time to read the whole scripture, but I'm going to start at verse 1, and I'm going to go through approximately verse 7. And I, I want to address the, the whole idea of doing things well, if it, just as well as man can within the wisdom of the Lord, but uh, it'll always fall short of other people's opinions about what should be done. I just want to really be honest with you and transparent with you, having a transparent conversation about that this week. So verse 1 starts with this. It says, My son, and this is God speaking uh, to the writer. He's a godly young uh, writer of Proverbs, and, and uh, he's speaking to us too as his kids. And he speaks to us, and he says, My son or my daughter, whichever you are, do not forget my teaching. Don't forget my teaching. He says, but keep my commands in your heart. You see, we need to know what God's commands are. We need to go know what the teachings of God are. Doctrine is a revelation of who God is to man. That's all that mean, that word is truly. It's just a revelation of who God is to man. But the teaching of God's law, God has a law that he has instituted from the beginning of man. There are principles that are undoable by man because they are God's laws. And if God said it, we just believe that God meant it. And man can't change that. And what God is saying to us as his kids and to the writer, he's saying, don't forget my teaching. And the reason it's being given this way is because man was forgetting his teaching. Man was forgetting the teachings of God. But keep them, he says, keep my commands in your heart. And the reason he says in your heart is because the heart represents passion. Have a passion for the things that I value. Get my value system. Instead of having man's value system, which has an end to it, at the end of life, he's saying have my eternal value system and keep it passionately in your heart. Keep my commands within your passions. Be passionate about the things I am passionate about. 
He says, for they will prolong your life many years and bring you prosperity. Let love and faithfulness never leave you. Bind them around your neck and write them on the tablet of your heart. Then you will win favor and a good name in the sight of God and the sight of man. If anybody ever says, I don't care what man thinks about me, that is actually a reckless statement. It should matter what God and man thinks of us. Now, listen to me. I understand that when you're taking scriptural principles, not everybody's going to like you. And not everybody is going to agree with you. In fact, many will speak against you. But that's not what this is talking about. It's saying establish a reputation that the things you value are the things God values. And those who have sound principle judgments will recognize you are a godly man or a godly woman. You've lived according to the things that God values and, and, and the principles of his teaching. He says, he says, let love and faithfulness never leave you. Bind them around your neck. Write them on a tablet of your heart. In other words, write them deeply within your value system. Write them deeply within your heart. Let it be so passionate that it rises above even your own opinion. In fact, he goes on to say, then you will win favor and a good name in the sight of God and the sight of man. Trust in the Lord with all of your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all of your ways, acknowledge him. And in other words, make sure you're seeking him for his will for your life. And this is what he says. He says, and he will make your path straight. In other words, he's going to reveal to you. What his plan is for you. And if something is in your way, the idea of him making your path straight is he goes like before you. You can imagine this with a machete and he clears the things out of your way that would make you zigzag around them normally in life. He will just clear your path. I can tell you, I have seen this time after time after time in our own ministry with Gina and I at St. Charles River Church alone, and I have other examples, but there were times when we were wanting to build our first facility, the facility that we were in before this current facility. When we were building that, there were things that were in our way. We could not have imagined the type of, I mean, there was about $2.4 million in our way at one point. There was, there was, there were just things in our way. And we knew we were just, oh my goodness, the things we would have to do, the hoops that we would have to jump through. And then God gives us this Christian mayor in our community. And the mayor says, hey, I want that church to be built. I want that church right here in our community. Let me do some things. Let me, and he, he was ethical. He was, he was an honorable man and all, but he stood there alongside of us. All of a sudden, the things that seemed impossible before man would be just, just revealed to us that they are possible before God. And so our, our man's wisdom wasn't good enough to get around it, but all of a sudden we get a phone call from the bank. I won't name the bank. The bank calls us up, says, we want to have lunch with you. And we said, we'll have lunch with you, but we got no money. <laughs> I'm just being real with you. I said, we got no money. And the bank president said, that's all right. We still want to meet with you. We want to be your bank when you build this building. So we met with him, an elder that came along with me. We had lunch in, in, a, in a community over in St. Louis County. We had lunch and, and, and he said, how much is it going to cost to build your building? And I said, well, approximately $2.4 million. And he said, okay. He said, uh, we'll loan you the whole thing. And I said, did you, did you hear what I said? We got no money. <laughs> We don't have money. He said, oh, I hear you. 
But we believe in what you're doing. We believe, and these were godly leaders in this bank. So we believe that God's placed us here to bring churches into our community and help them rise up. And I'm sitting there looking at this elder. Are you catching this? Are you are you listening to this? The elder looked at me and he said, did you catch what he just said? I mean, th- these things were in our way. $2.4 million was in our way. I said... Do you know that by trade I'm a hairstylist? And if you all don't know that by now, that's what I was for 20 years approximately before God brought me into a full-time ministry. Before that, I was actually, while I was cutting hair, I was in a music ministry singing around the Midwest with a a Southern Gospel group. And so... (laughs) I I was I was like, y'all, do you know I'm a hairstylist by trade? I got no money. Have you seen my (laughs) W-2? And he was like, no. He said, no, you don't understand. We just believe we're supposed to do this. And one issue after another, we saw God just straightening our path out towards this end destination. And we walked into a, a facility that others looked at us and said, how could you? How could you build such an amazing facility? And all I said, I kept saying this, it was a miracle. It was a miracle. Now we got no, we got no money for shades. We got no money for curtains and I don't own a chair. But, but all of a sudden we started getting phone calls from people that were amazingly kind and generous people. I mean, to look at us, we were a brand new church. We were just a few years old. We built the facility starting in 2003, moved into it in new, November of 2004. And we were a new church, fairly new church. And, uh, and we had no chairs. We had, well, I got this phone call. Hey, I, we just renovated, uh, or the St. Louis area just renovated the America Center. We have about 1,500 chairs we'd like to give you. I said, what? What? <laughs> I don't mean to look a gift horse in the out, in the mouth, but what do they look like? And he said, well, they have a four inch padding of blue on the top and about a two inch padding on the back and they're foldable. They're really nice plush seats. And I said, yes, we'll take them. <laughs> Whatever. Are you serious? Yeah. In fact, do you need any office, uh, office, uh, furniture? And all of a sudden trucks, I'm not, I'm not exaggerating. Uh, the people of St. Charles River Church know this story. Trucks showed up with, I got a phone call from the, uh, the owner, the president and the founder of the largest, um, company that would turn furniture around and auction it off here in the St. Louis metro area. And he said, we have a truck coming over. Just sign for it. I said, Bob, we got no money. <laughs> I got no money. You, are you going to bill me or what are you going to? He said, I said, just sign for it. Now that was 2004. And I want you to know something. This is one of the most amazing families I've ever met in my life. I mean, I love this family. If you're listening to this family, if you're listening, this family knows, you know who you are. All of a sudden they said, just sign the paper and let the furniture be unloaded. Let the chairs come in. And we, we took about 400 of those chairs in. And I mean, all of a sudden our offices were filling up with office furniture for the entire pastoral staff and administrative staff. The, cha- the auditorium filled up with chairs. And I mean, things were happening. And then they said, by the way, do you need any, any PA systems? Do you need, we've got, we've got, <laughs> We got, and, uh, and I had another uh, person that was in the church that owned a theater company said, hey, we have some theater production things that you might need in your youth theater and in your children's theater. And all of a sudden, all of this equipment started showing up. And I mean, it was one thing after another. And I'm telling you, as God is my witness, we 
were sitting there watching the miracles of the Lord and watching how all of these problems, these things that, that I was so concerned about were falling by the wayside. He was going before us and he was making our path straight. A friend of mine then shows up. He calls me. He said, hey, Barry, I haven't seen you. He used to cut his hair. He said, hey, Barry, I'd love to meet you at this. I hear you built a church facility and you got a cafe. That's what I've heard. And I said, yeah, it's it's cool. I said, we, we got no furniture in it. We got no cafe stuff in it. But we built at what was like a, a, a Borders or a, a Starbucks type cafe area that we would greet, wanted to greet people in at SCRC in the foyer area. And he said, well, I'd love to come see it. I said, that'd be great. Come take a look at it again. It's not that impressive yet, but we're hoping that, you know, God will supply this. And this brother walks in, just a great guy, precious friend of mine, and uh, just like a brother to me down through the years. And he said, what's it going to cost to put all of this stuff in here into your church facility? And I said, I just got the bill, actually. One of our elders had taken the lead on getting all of the coffee equipment and the grinders and all of the things that we were going to need, including the furniture, the chairs, the tables, and everything. I said, dude, it's going to cost a lot of money. And he said, would $15,000 be all right? I said, oh my goodness, the bill is on my desk. And I called him by his first name, almost slipped. I said, the bill is on my desk. It's going it's going to be $15,086 or something like that. And he said, you got it. And he pulled his checkbook out and he wrote a check and he filled that first cafe at St. Charles River Church with everything and then some that we needed to have an all-on full-service cafe. Uh, you know, bre- not breakfast, but a, a, a coffee bar, that type. It was gorgeous. I mean, it was amazing, the capabilities and the soft drinks we were able to make. It was just amazing. But I'm going to tell you, it was one by one. God just went before us, and He made those things possible. And God's Word says, Barry, don't lean on your own understanding when it comes time to start a church or when it comes time to build a church. Don't. I'm going to send you people. I'm going to send people, warriors who will stand alongside of you. I'm going to send you families. I'm going to send you men of God, women of God. And Gene and I made a covenant with God a long time ago. We were going to work with whoever God sent us. And I mean, I made, we made that commitment. Lord, we are, we're just looking for the heart of God for St. Charles, the St. Charles community, the St. Louis metro community. God, whatever it takes, we want to follow your plan in this. And God just systematically went before us and he eliminated everything and he sent us partners and we have had amazing partners now for 20 years. Some of them have been with us almost the entire 20 years of St. Charles River Church. And it wasn't because I was that good. Because I'm going to be honest with you, I'm not that good. I I said to, to our congregation many times, I could actually, I could seriously write a book on how not to church plant. I could successfully write a book on how not to church plant. Because anything I was touching, it wasn't going. But when I would step back and say, God, it is your wisdom. Give me wisdom. I seek wisdom from you, Lord God. Every time I would ask that or our leaders would ask that, God would come through with wisdom and he would show us how he was going before us and directing our paths. It says in in verse 6, he says, in all of your ways, acknowledge him. God's not looking for 50% of our ways. God's not looking for 80% of our ways. He's saying in all of your ways, acknowledge him and he will make your path straight. 
He's saying, in all of your ways acknowledge Him. In fact, just up, up above that in verse 2 and 3, He says, if you do follow my commands, you'll find favor with me. This is We're talking about favor here. Because I'm not that good. But God's favor is that good. You, if we could ever grasp that. I struggle grasping that. I'm going to be really transparent with you. I struggle grasping the goodness of God. He is that good. And I'm so not that good. I'm so not that wise on my own. Can I just bring it to this? I'm not that good. And I seriously believe you're probably not that good either. In fact, if you look at the person sitting on the couch next to you, you just kind of look at them and they will probably shake their head. No, you're, you're quite not that good. <laughs> They'll probably confirm that we're none of us that good. Now, don't be picking on your husband's wives this morning, but it is the truth. We're not that good. But God is that good. And let me just encourage you in this as I wrap this, this up. There's a lot of turmoil right now in Minneapolis that's going on. And there's a, uh, there's a, there's a, just a lot that's in this whole picture. And I can't, I don't have the time to speak to it. I don't have the time to speak to it. I don't have the, the, the wisdom yet to speak to it. But I can say this. I can say this. That there's going to be a time when Christ will step back on this earth and He'll make things right. There's going to come a day when true justice returns to the earth. When the true judge of the nations, the Bible says he will judge the nations. And true justice will take place. Also during the COVID-19 thing, there's this whole, we just, every two weeks, the, the things change. Every two, because education, people become more educated. I have to be honest with you, I'm not as cynical as some. I'm really not that cynical about the whole idea, well, they used to say this, but now they're saying this about the masks. They, they, now they want us to do this. Now, can I just tell you, the truth is, they're learning just like we are. As we go along, they're gaining knowledge just like we are. And I, I happen to believe that I'm, I'm praying for our national leaders. I'm praying for the medical field. I'm, pray, I'm praying for those heroes that we broadcast on our, on, our, on our broadcast a few weeks ago. I'm praying for all those first responders. I'm praying for wisdom. In fact, I hope in two weeks we do know more about how to handle the coronavirus. Why wouldn't we pray that way? Why would we criticize? Think about this. Why would we criticize when someone comes out two months later and says, I was wrong? This is really what we're finding now in the studies. There's nothing wrong with that. I would hope people would be that real, that transparent, and that truthful. So let's stand and applaud when people are, even if they're reversing, I have patience. There are things I've changed my mind on, not, not just in, in, over the last two months, but in my lifetime. There are things I have changed and even though God's word never changes, I have had a deeper understanding of what God really means in certain places in his words. And I, I am changing because, you see, God is creating a new heart in me every day. God is changing me. And I want to be pliable. Remember, he is the potter, I am the clay. I hope he changes me and makes me wiser every day. So here's the truth. We're all screaming. I hear this. There's a buzzword that's going on right now. Buzzword of safe. We all want safe. 
We want to be able to leave our homes and feel safe. We want our children to go to school and feel safe. We want to, we want to be able to take our families to church and feel safe. We want to be able to go to the malls and feel safe. We want to be able to, to walk streets and feel like that we're going to be safe with our police officers. We want to feel safe with our, with our leadership. We want to feel safe. Can I just, can I just address that and be really, I hope, biblically real with you? Safe left in chapter 3 of the book of Genesis. Man had safe given to him from the beginning in the creation. And in the garden, God made safe for Adam and for Eve. And yes, I am one of those who still believes in Adam and Eve. I happen to believe that safe left the earth about 6,000 years ago approximately. And, and, and I'm not even speaking to the age of the earth. I'm just talking about the age of Adam. And I'm telling you, safe left the earth about 6,000 years ago. The fall of man, with the fall of man, came unsafety. It's just that way. Man can't fix man. So God sent His Son 2,000 years ago to bring man back into a right relationship with Him. Because man can't fix man. Because I'm not that good. But God is that good. So safe left the earth a long time ago in the garden. But what we can say is that while man will never do something, we're never going to get this perfectly right. I I said this a few minutes ago. When your pastor opens the church, pray for him and for the leadership. Please don't be critical. And please don't, I'm going to say this, please don't over-spiritualize your viewpoint As that it has to apply to everyone. If you sense that it's wise to wear the mask, wear the mask. Please wear the mask because that's something you feel very compelled to do. But uh, there's, there's so many, there are so many that believe because it's our opinion that it's the right thing to do. I'm telling you, can I just kind of take you back to an old Goldilocks kind of a, a, a children's story? Goldilocks. Remember, she was looking for a bed and the first one was too hard. Do you remember the story? And the second one was too soft. Do you remember the story? And the third one was what? Just right. Can I tell you what? Just right is an opinion. In fact, I'll be honest with you, I may differ, I may actually differ from Goldilocks. Her just right bed may have been too soft for me. Her, her too hard bed may have been just perfect for me. You see, just right is all in the eyes of the beholder. It just is that way. That's the truth. And so we're praying. Please pray for your pastor. Please pray for your principals and your superintendents in your school district. Please pray for your local county leaders and city leaders and state leaders and national leaders. Because we want the wisdom of God, not the wisdom of what I think is right. And be compassionate. Be compassionate. Be gracious towards people as they make decisions, even if you differ with them. Live by your deepest conviction. Live by your deepest thought of what is right for you and for your family. We applaud that at St. Charles River Church. We really do. But be careful. As we go into the opening of the state of Missouri and the, the, the United States, as we go into this next season, be cautious and gracious, and, uh, gracious and, and careful to pray for people for wisdom and for grace with each other. Because here's the truth. We're going to do the best we can. Here at St. Charles River Church, we're going to do the best we can to provide as safe an environment as we can. But I'm going to, I'm going to wrap it up with this. But I've been saying this for nearly 20 years to parents here at St. Charles River Church. 
And this is a tragedy that we would ever have to say this. If you believe that bringing your children to St. Charles River Church, or any church for that matter, and letting them run anywhere they want without parental supervision or adult supervision, if you think that's safe because church should be safe, I'm going to be up front with you and tell you across the world, I think we've already learned that that's a fallacy. That's just what we wish could be. Maybe that's the impression that you're given, that it's safe. But I'm going to be honest with you. I think you know now with the history of what we've experienced over the last 50 years, it's not safe to leave your home any longer. In fact, it's just not safe. You're not guaranteed to get to work today. You're not guaranteed to get to school today. So let's not believe that we're safe. But I will tell you, safe can't come from man. But safety can come from God. Trusting in the Lord. This is what this says. Trust in the Lord with all of your heart and lean not on your own understanding. Instead of trusting what you believe is safe and setting a standard of what you believe is safe, why don't we just put our arms up and trust God for our families and for us that He will give us wisdom for the safest environment possible. And in the meantime, we will worship you, Lord God, and trust you in the name of Jesus. Father, we close this service asking you for wisdom for us as leaders, for wisdom for us as parents, the leaders of our homes, for wisdom in our school districts, for wisdoms in our, in wisdom in our community, in our state, and in our, our national level. We ask for a, a revival around the world of Jesus Christ, an outpouring of the Spirit. We believe it. We've heard those things are happening because the world is turning to You, because they're desperate for You. But God, as we reopen things, always teach us to value your commands and your value system first and foremost, and to never let your commands leave our hearts, but to write them deeply in the depths of our hearts so that we can find favor with you. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Thank you for joining us this morning. God bless you. Have a great Sunday with your family. We hope you found this audio presentation from St. Charles River Church both beneficial and enjoyable. If you're ever in the area, please come by and visit us. You can also reach us online at www.stcharlesriverchurch.org.